Okay. Good evening, everyone. Shalom Aleichem, Ruchem Abayim. We're continuing our Shirim on Sefer Bereshis, which are graciously sponsored by Dr. Zakheim, Umashpachta, Lila Nishmas, Rav Shlomo, Eliezer ben Rabbi Yaakov Zakheim, and Lila Nishmas, Dr. Zakheim's mother, Rivka Bas Tovi Halevi, Began Eden Teim They should be Melissa Yisham for their whole family. For Simchas Hanachas, Ad Biasko Tzedek. Tonight's year is generously sponsored by Rabbi Yaakov Mizrahi as a blessing of Mazel Tov and Nachas from the Yeladim Eliana Bas Korin. Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov. Tonight's year is also sponsored by my dear friend Rabbi Ali Sizma for his Zayda's yard site, which is tonight. Chaim Anshel Ben Asher, as Nisham Shavin Aliyah. Should be a male for his whole family. Ad Bias. Goyal Sadak. Tonight's show is also dedicated by my neighbor, Dr. Mrs. Menachem Fuchs, in honor of tomorrow's bris milah of their new grandson, born to Rabbi Yamin and Tikva Fuchs. The bris should be beita vizmanoi, tizku legadloi, letar lechobel masam taivim. Okay, so, yes, this is a continuation of the series, and before I forget, First of all, if you don't yet have the light and the splendor on Hanukkah, it's available right here on better, at better bookstores near you. Um, make sure you pick up multiple copies for every member of your household, your village, your city, and why stop there, okay? Um, also, good news is that the Sefer is going to print and it uh, will be available as a Shem Tuesday. So we're continuing our Shurman Sefer Voracious, but uh, most importantly, we're continuing the subject that we've been speaking about the last many weeks. And in fact, I've gotten so in this topic that I'm very happy to announce that the next Sefer, <laughs> besides the one that's also finished, we're just editing now on Chinuch on uh, working now in Lashna Kadosh Sefer on Golos Yishmael. That will be the topic of the Sefer. So hopefully Mashiach will come by then. And um, we'll be zaycha to see the downfall of all the Sinai Yisrael. Okay, so last week we discussed a very interesting subject. Because even though we sort of take it for granted, that the fact that the Torah puts, by the burial of Abraham, Yitzchak before Yishmael, Rashi points out, why does why is Yitzchak listed before Yishmael? This proves that Yishmael did Shuva. So we sort of take it for granted, this idea, Yishmael did Shuva. He repented. He clapped al chait. He uh, he wrote out a yiskar check, and he did all the uh, he fulfilled all the twenty ingredients of Rabbeinu Yoyna, and uh, Yishmael did shuvah. But we asked a very interesting question because there's a Gemara that says that there's a Tana by the name of Rabbi Yishmael. How does that fit into the idea that you're not supposed to name after Rishayim? So. The Ritva brought an answer that the parents, the opinion that you could give the name Yishmael, holds like the Shita that Yishmael did Shuvah. So we, we observed, what do you mean he holds like the opinion that Yishmael did Shuvah? Doesn't everybody say Yishmael did Shuvah? Isn't it generally accepted that Yishmael did Shuvah? That language of the, of the Ritva, Mishim Desviral on Kamanda Amar, that Yishmael did Shuvah, 
that implies that it's not unanimously maintained that Yishmael de Tshuva. Not everybody holds Yishmael de Tshuva. Furthermore, the fact that some Rishonim say that you can name after Yishmael because Hashem gave him the name, that indicates that it's not, perhaps Yishmael did not do Tshuva. We also brought a Gemara in Sanhedrin. The Gemara in Sanhedrin said that a son could bring merit to a father and a father can't bring merit to a son. What's the proof? Avraham cannot save Yishmael. Ain Avraham matzilas Yishmael. To which many Achorinim ask, why would Avraham need to save Yishmael? Yishmael did tshuva. And actually, Yishmael then would be greater than Avraham. Because Avraham didn't do tshuva. So why, why is the Gemara saying Avraham couldn't save Yishmael? Yishmael doesn't need to be saved. So the Taras Chaim and Rabbi Akiva Eger seem to say that this indicates Yishmael did not do tshuva. So we have this debate. Did Yishmael do tshuva? Did Yishmael not do tshuva? So let me throw an interesting question at you. How could Yishmael have done tshuva? Yishmael presumably is not Jewish, is he? I mean, is he a Yid? And if he's not Jewish, a non-Jew can't do tshuva. This is one of the great principles that we've learned many, many times, that a Gentile is not able to do tshuva. So how could there be an opinion that Yishmael did tshuva if he's a Gentile? Unless you say, no, maybe Yishmael is a Jew. And if he's a Jew, he did do tshuva. In other words, last week we discussed, could Yishmael have done tshuva? Did he do tshuva? Did he not do tshuva? But don't we have to ask a more basic question? How could Yishmael have done tshuva if he's not Jewish? And only a Jew could do tshuva. You say, really? Only a Jew could do tshuva? You know that already. We've discussed that many, many times over the years. And if you don't know it yet, when you get the new Sefer on Reb Meir, there's going to be a lot of discussion on that. How do we know that a, a Gentile can't do tshuva? It's a Beferish Medrash. Yisa Hashem Panav Elecha. God will show favoritism to you. Veloy La'akom. A Jew can do tshuva. Goy can't do tshuva. So how would we explain that Yishmael did tshuva if he's not Jewish? Unless, I'm sort of, you know, spilling the beans in the beginning of the shir, which is a very important rule never to violate. You see, a shir is all in the packaging. So you want to keep the... You want to keep the chidosh to the end of the shir. You don't want to let the spill the beans right away. Unless you say that the discussion of whether Yishmael did shuva or not is dependent on whether Yishmael is Jewish or not. The opinion that he did shuva is because he is Jewish. The opinion he didn't do shuva perhaps is because he's not Jewish, so he can't do shuva even if he tried. There are a lot of people in the world that Yishmaelim have a bris today also. That doesn't make them Jewish. No, he didn't. I was there. I was invited. <laughs> Only, uh, yeah, Yishmaelim don't don't have priya. Now, yeah, on him. So we're going to discuss that today. We're going to discuss that. Let's start from the beginning. We go back to Chayi Sarah. Sorry, we're still in Chayi Sarah. Um, and the Pasuk says that Eliezer, uh, Avram was looking for a wife for Yitzchak. So he sends Eliezer. And Eliezer brings a lot of uh, 
resources with him. The Pesach says, The slave brings ten camels, from the camels of his master. And he went, with all of the goodness of his master in his hands. So the Eved Eliezer took ten camels and all of the goodness of his master in his hands. Meaning he took all of Yitzchak's possessions. Says Rashi, where did Eliezer get all this money from? Where did Yitzchak get all this money from? Says Rashi, Shtar matana kosav li Yitzchak al kol asher loy. Avraham wrote a document of a gift to Yitzchak for all of his possessions. So that people should want to give their daughter to marry him. Because everybody knows that nobody cares what the guy looks like. Nobody cares what the guy's yichos is. Nobody cares if the guy has even a half a brain. Nobody cares if the guy has a job. Nobody cares if the guy has all his limbs. All of this is irrelevant. The only thing people are interested in, but does he have money? How many years he sat, nobody cares. As long as he has money. Right? So Rashi says, Yitzchak, Avraham Avinu, Avraham Avinu uh, gave a gift to Yitzchak for all of his possessions. Why? So people should want to send their daughter to him. Okay? So the Mizrahi has a, a very powerful question on Rashi. Afrek the Mizrahi. Mizrahi is probably the most important commentary written on Rashi. Rebel Yehu Mizrahi, the Re'im. The Re'im asks, what about the Gemara Ksubis? Doesn't the Gemara Ksubis say that it is prohibited to, to divert Yerusha money from one son to another son? Because even if one son is a tzaddik and one son is a rasha, <clears throat> but you never know who could come from the, from the son who's uh, not leading a proper life, so there's a halacha. Not only are you now to take, not only are you now to write in a will. You know, I give all the money to Ruvain the tzaddik, and I don't want and uh, Shimon the rasha. He's going to have only a tenth of the money. You're now to do that. Now you're now to do that during your one's lifetime. One is not allowed to give, so to speak, excessive money to the more righteous because they think you know I'd I'd rather he have it and not fall into the hands of the one who's wicked, you're not supposed to do that. Not only are you not supposed to do that, you're not even allowed to preside. A dayan cannot even be present when parents try to divert um, their assets to one child because this is considered highly um, highly wrongful. To The Gemara calls the look at number four. The Amr Le Shmuel Rabbi Huda, Shinina, smart one, sharp one. Loi tahave bi'ibure achasanta. Do not be present when there's a transfer of Yerusha, afilu mibara bisha lebara tava, even from a bad son to a good son, why? Because you think he's a bad son, but his kid might be the Gadol Hadar. And then all the Gadol Hadar might come from the bad son, and the good son might not produce good offspring. So the halacha is, you can you got to keep it, you know, fair is fair, exactly equal. So Frek the Mizrahi, how was Avraham allowed to give all of his assets to Yitzchak? But isn't that a violation of Al Tihi Biibure Achasanta? Even though Yishmael maybe wasn't a great kid and he was a murderer and he was an adulterer and he was an idolater, but nevertheless he is the son of Yitzchak, the son of Avraham. 
Ha'avir Hanachla Miyishmael. And what about the Bnei Ketura? Venitna LeYitzchak. Va'amrinu Mepagnaro Shinaspatata. Shinina Loi Tahavibi Avure Achasanta Afilu Mibara Bishulvara Tava. That's the Mizrahi's Kasha. You hear the Kasha? It's a good Kasha. How could Yitzchak? How could Avraham do that? You're now to divert assets from a good, from a bad kid to a good kid. So comes Rabbi Yosef Engel. Rabbi Yosef Engel, one of the all-time great Ga'inim, someone who had mastery of Nigla, Nistar, Lamdus, Kabbalah, Chasidus, and he weaves it all together. If if you want an enjoyable learn, there's no, nothing more enjoyable than learning this from Rabbi Yosef Engel. Rabbi Yosef Engel's Svarim are now being uh, reprinted by uh, my good friend, Rabbi Herschel Friedman, in Machayin Oyhavei Torah. They republished um, Asvan Dairaisa. They republished Lekach Toiv. They republished on Torah. They republished Feras Yosef. Oitzroyz Yosef. Very beautiful Svarim. So Rabbi Yosef Engel is very intrigued by this question of the Mizrahi. How could... Avraham divert assets away from Yishmael and give it to Yitzchak. So comes Rabbi Yosef Engel, and he says, "I don't, I don't understand the question at all." To me, now this is in his sefer Beis Ha'Oitzar. Okay, so if you came down to this world just to learn even one time a shtickle on the Beis Ha'Oitzar, it was a good trip. It was a worth. It was a productive visit. Okay, says Rabbi Yosef Engel. In his opinion, it's not a good question at all. Why? Because the Gemara says, why can't you divert assets from a bad son to a good son? Because you never know what will be from the bad son. Who could predict what will be from the bad son? But that's if you're a person who we could say about you, who could predict? But what if you don't need to predict because you're a Navi and you know exactly what's going to come of the kid? Like Avraham Avinu, who knew exactly what was in store from Yishmael. Avraham Avinu knew that Hamas, Al-Qaeda, the Houthis, Hezbollah, these are not exactly Bani Ma'alia. So Avram Avinu knew that the only reason you can't transfer Yerushalayim, a bad son, to a good son is maybe good will come from the bad son. But that's if that's because the Gemara says, Ma, um, a person doesn't know. Says Rabbi Yosef but Avraham knew. So if Avraham knew, he was allowed to do it. But says Rabbi Yosef Engel, L'chayra, the Mizrahi, still has a good question. Because we're all familiar, the Gemara Bracha says on Afyod, that one day Chizkiah, who was deathly ill, and Yeshaya came to him and he said, Chizkiah, you're a dead man. Chizkiah said, why? I'm such a tzaddik. So Yeshaya said, because you don't want to get married. He said, what do you mean I don't want to get married? I saw Baruch HaKodesh, I'm going to have bad descendants. Chizkiah said, none of your business, what you see in the future you do what you have to do. Your mitzvah is to procreate. God will worry about the repercussions. So what do we see from here? That a person is not supposed to look into the future and say, well, oh, I see what's going to be in the future, so let me do things differently. No, you have to do what's incumbent upon you. What's incumbent upon Avraham was to follow the halacha, namely not to divert assets from a bad son to a good son. Oh, but he happened to know that bad will come out of Yishmael. But we know from the Gemara and Brachis that a person is not so, supposed to make these calculations and say, well, I'm not going to get married because I know my descendants won't be righteous. You're not supposed to think that way. So likewise, the Mizrahi is asking, how is Avram allowed to divert assets 
from Yishmael to Yitzchak, he should not be thinking about what the, what the future has in store. But then says Rabbi Yosef Engel, that's not a good comparison at all. Because Chizkiah has a mitzvah of pruravu, procreating. It's an outright obligation. If you have an outright obligation to procreate, then you can't say, well, I can't do it because I know what the future has in store. Pal, you do what your obligation is and you leave it to God to calculate the future. That's, uh, that's something we say when you have an obligation, a chiyuv, you are obligated to procreate and you can't, you can't um, exempt yourself because you see the future. But Avraham doesn't have an obligation to follow the halacha, not to take money away from Yishma and give it to Yitzchak. Is Avraham obligated to follow this halacha? No, the Torah wasn't given yet. Avraham, as an act of extra righteousness, a milsa de chasidos, Avraham accepted upon himself, milsa de chasidos, not to violate the Torah. But that's not an obligation. So maybe, if it's not an obligation, it's just an extra righteous practice then Avraham could make a, should make a cheshben. Well, under these circumstances, I'm allowed to divert money away from Yishmael to Yitzchak because if I give it to Yishmael, bad things are going to happen. In other words, the fact that the Gemara and Bracha says I shouldn't make calculations, that's when I have an absolute chiyuv. But Avraham Avinu did not have an absolute chiyuv to follow this halacha. And then Rabbi Yosef Engel says further, what's the reason you have to procreate? The answer is because God said so. So if God said so, you can't start calculating. But the children are not going to be good. But what's the reason you're not allowed to take money away from one kid and give it to, to another? What's the reason? It's a chayk? It's not a chayk. The reason is because maybe this bad kid will have righteous descendants. Yeah, but if I know he won't have righteous descendants, then the whole reason doesn't apply. So it's not that you see from the Gemara and Ksubis that a person is not to calculate the future. You're not to calculate the future when you have an obligation that is incumbent upon you and it's irrespective of what the future has in store. But if the whole reason for the Avera is because you don't know what the future has in store, but if I do, then it doesn't apply. Oh, Yishmael now? Yeah. He was bad. Right. So the, your, your job is not to think about maybe this is going to be good. Right? So right now he's bad, so don't give it to him because he's bad. Yeah, but the, the Gemara says, but still you shouldn't take it away because maybe good will right. happen. You're no, you have to be concerned. The Gemara says you need to be concerned maybe good will come out. But we know not. We know not. And then Rabbi Yosef Engel sort of opens this whole, the whole thing up for us. He says that I don't understand the Mizrahi's question. Mizrahi's question is, how was Avraham Avinu allowed to take the assets away from Yishman, give it to Yitzchak, but you're not allowed to take money away from one kid and give it to another? That's only when both of them are Jewish. And one is good and one is bad, you can't take away from one Jewish kid who's bad and give it to a Jewish kid who's good. But Yishmael and Yitzchak, are they two Jewish kids? Says Rabbi Yosef Engel, Yishmael oived koichavim the Yitzchak Yisrael. Yitzchak was an Israelite. He was born from Avraham. Yitzchak is Jewish. 
Yishmael is a guy. So the din that you're now to take assets from a bad kid and give it to a good kid, that's if you have two Yiddish kinderlach. But if one's a guy, Yishmael's a guy, then maybe the Gemara doesn't apply. But says Rabbi Yosef Engel, was Yishmael a guy? What is Yishmael? You ever wonder about that? I never even thought about that. Is Yishmael Jewish or is Yishmael a guy? So I want to share with you an amazing Gemara. What about Esav? Was Esav Jewish or was Esav a guy? Rivka was Jewish, was she? So the Gemara Masech de Kedushin starts off saying that maybe Esav was not Jewish. Because the Gemara says that, look at number six, Rabbi Chia bar Avin Amr Rabbi Yechanan, Oyved Kechavim Yarish Aviv Dvar Torah. Do Gentiles inherit Midairaisa? Is that a good question? Do Gentiles have Yerusha? So the Gemara says, yeah, I'll prove to you Gentiles have Yerusha. Because it says, Ki Yerusha la Esav Nasati is Harseir. I gave Harseir a Yerusha to Esav. And Esav was a guy. He was an Akum. He was a murderer. He was an adulterer. And yet he had Yerusha. So it's a Raya Goyim have Yerusha. Says the Gemara, it's not a Raya Goyim have Yerusha. Was Esav a guy? The Dilma Yisrael Mumar Shani. Esav wasn't a guy. He was a Jewish heretic. So you don't have a proof Goyim have Yerusha. Esav wasn't a guy. Esav was a Jew. The Ramban proves from here that this Gemara proves Avraham was Jewish. Because if Avraham wasn't Jewish, how is Esav Jewish? In other words, when did the Jewish people start? Did the Jewish people start on Har Sinai or did it start from Abraham? This Gemara proves that the Jewish people began from Avraham. Because if, if Esav is a Yisrael Mumar, then Avraham must have been a Jew. Says Rabbi Yosef Engel, if Esav's a Jew, then isn't Yishmael a Jew? If Esav's a Jew because he was born from Yitzchak, isn't Yishmael a Jew because he was born from Avraham? So says uh, um, Rabbi Yosef Engel, it would seem to me that just like Esav's Jewish, Yishmael's Jewish. But listen to this. But says, He says, but even so, I don't understand the Mizrahi's question. Because when the Gemara says, you're not to take money away from one child and give it to another. You're not to take money away from a bad child and give it to a good child. That's when the bad child is just bad. He's a naughty boy. But if he's a Mumar, he's an Apikairas, then presumably you could take it away from an Apikairas. Says Rabbi Yosef Engel, in my opinion, if you have two children, if it's just a bad kid, you have to leave him with whatever he's entitled to. If he's a Mumar, you're allowed to divert the Yerusha. Okay, we're going to come to that. Yeah. Well, he was kaifer b'tchias hamesim. The Gemara says, the Gemara says he did five averes that day: haragas hanefesh, baal nara hamurasa, kafar b'tchias hamesim, kafar beikar, and bazas habachira. Right. So that seems to be, yeah, that you know, he 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 seems to have been mekayim mumar l'chol adeyos. And 
Says Rabbi Yosef Engel, it would seem to me, listen to this, that Yishmael, as a Yisrael Mumar, Avraham, would have a right to take away his Yerusha. And then he says something else that's very interesting. He says, even if Yishmael is a Yisrael, meaning he's not sure if Yishmael has a status of, of Yisrael, but what were his wives? There is no question his wives weren't Jewish, and therefore all of his descendants were not Jewish, and therefore Avraham Lechari had a right to take away and divert Yerusha, because even if Yishmael was like Esav and Yisrael Mumar, nevertheless, his wives were not Jewish. When, when, when did it flip from being following the maternal, the mother has to be Jewish too, or it was originally the father had to be Jewish, not the mother, or or when did that, the halacha, whatever... When did matrilineal descent begin? Yeah. That's a big question. It's <laughs> a big question. The Ramban speaks about it at the end of Parsha Shlach. ben Isha Yisraelis, v'hu ben Ish Mitzri, v'soy chamachana. A kid, he had a Jewish mother and a Gentile father. And he cursed. What was his status? Okay. So, so far it seems like it, we're not clear. We know that Esav has a din of a Jew. Does Yishmael have a din of a Jew? Would there be any difference between Yishmael and Esav? Right now, Rabbi Yosef Engel is not making any distinction whatsoever. Let's come to a tesis. What did he mean? Yes. What did Hashem mean when he said that to Abraham? Take your son, your only son. Only son, but he's here when he has one son. But Avram says, they're both my son. But Hashem says, you only Hashem have one son. Hashem said, the one that you love. Who knows better? So Avram said, I love both. Hashem said, it dep- so it depends. According to Rashi, Hashem is agreeing to Avraham. The way we learned in the Shir a few weeks ago, Hashem was telling him, like you're saying, no, he's not your son. So it's not clear how to read those words. Okay, let, let's uh, examine this further. Esau definitely is Jewish. Yishmael, Rabbi Yosef Engel, feels is comparable to Esau. Although we did make a distinction, we'll, we'll see there's more than one distinction that you can make. There's a very interesting tesis. Ve'ela v'ayiyu chaye sara. Rashi says, kulan shavim l'tayva. So tesis asks, but it says, ve'ela shnei chaye yishmael. Are you going to say kulan shavim l'tayva? But he was a murderer most of his life. Says tesis, so really, he did tshuva, so all of his life was good. Yeah, but that doesn't really answer the question. Doing tshuva is only going to make it that you're not going to be punished. But the, the reality is, for most of the life, his life, he was killing. So what good does it do, Yishmael, that he did tshuva? I understand he's a Baal tshuva, but you can't say kulan shavin latoiva. You can't say his whole life was equally good when he was sinning a good part of his life. Says Toysvis, he did tshuva, veger shenizgayer kekaton shenoila dami. And a ger that converts is like a newborn child. 
What do you mean a ger that converts is like a newborn child? But Yishmael was Jewish. So what do you mean he converted? Must be, says Rabbi Yosef Engel, Toysavis holds, that when Chazal say that Yishmael did tshuva, he didn't do tshuva, he converted. He converted to Judaism. He was a guy his whole life. And when he did tshuva, he converted. You ever hear That's wild. Because until now, you're, we always thought, last week we learned, some hold he didn't do tshuva, some held he did do tshuva. This week we asked, how could he do tshuva if he's not Jewish? But now we're learning, the whole tshuva was not repentance, it was conversion. And Toysa says, that's how his whole life was good. Because when you convert, you're, you're not responsible for anything that happened early in your life. It's like you're born now. So his whole life was good. Because his life began in the end. So it says Rabbi Yosef Engel, a little bit later on in the Beis HaOitzar, you know, I always wondered, Im Yishmael Nechshav Yisrael Mumar Kamay Esav Oidilma Yishmael Ayanechshav Akum Mitoylada is Esav is a Jew who's a heretic. Is Yishmael a Jew who's a heretic? Or is he a guy? So you say, what would the difference be between Esav and Yishmael? Listen to what Rabbi Yosef Engel says. What? Yeah, I was there. Right? The difference is, you ready? Right? Because they both have a Jewish father. So I would have said the difference is, yeah, but being a Jew that goes by your mother. And Esav has a Jewish mother. And Yishmael presumably has a Gentile mother. If a Rabbi Yitzchak is asking, what do you mean? Avram married a Shiksa? Was Hagar Jewish? That's another question we have to ask. Because Avram kept the whole Torah before it was given. So if you're going to say Yishmael's mother wasn't Jewish, then Avram married a Goya? But we're going to come to that. There's an amazing Marsha. Okay? But uh, Rabbi Yosef Engel doesn't uh, bring this distinction. He says, you know what the difference between Esav and Yishmael is? Esav was born from Yitzchak. Yitzchak had a bris milah. Avraham was a Jew. But when was Avraham a Jew? When did Avraham become a Jew? He was born a Jew? He became a Jew when he had a bris milah. But Yishmael was born 13 years earlier. Yishmael was born when Avraham was 86. Avraham didn't have a milah until 99. So Yishmael maybe is a guy because his father was not Jewish. Yeah, but Avraham had a milah. Good for him. Avraham became Jewish. Who says Yishmael became Jewish? Maybe Yishmael became a Jew? No, I'm... Maybe he went to the mikvah later in life. We, we only know he became a ger because he let Yitzchak go before him. That was much later on. When he, yes. Yeah, but when Yishmael did the bris, he didn't. He wasn't a kabbal al mitzvahs. You want to know? Did he get hatafas dam bris? But by the when when Avraham died and they were carrying the coffin, Yishmael said, "Wait, wait a second. <laughs> He called up one eight hundred. Yeah, I was going to say that, but I don't want to do it on camera. Yeah, yeah. is Geyer. He must have done Hatavas Dambris. Yeah, according to Tosfos. Okay, we discussed that last week. He had to have done tshuva before Avram died because Avram died b'seiva Toiva. 
he must have done tshuva while Avram was still alive. The bottom line is, the fact that Toysva says that all of Yishmael's life was good because Gershon is Geir, Kekatan, Shinar Dami, that implies Yishmael was not Jewish. Why would he not be Jewish? Because he was born to Avraham at a time that Avraham did not have Brismila. We're going to come back to that. Now, says Rabbi Yosef Engel, I'm not convinced that just because Toysva says that the tshuva of Yishmael was Geirus, it could be, it doesn't actually mean Geirus, because we find in the Sifrei Moser, like of Rabbeinu Yoyna, where he applies that Wabal Tshuva becomes like an Ish Chadash. So we see you could use like these, this type of language, like Gerish and Eskai, Kekat and even if you're technically Jewish. So he says, I'm not convinced that just because Toysavah says Gerish and Eskai, that it means that Yishmael was a Gentile. Very tall. Religion? Yeah, what, what religion was he? Ben Noyach. Ben Noyach? Yeah. Adam, he, Adam, he was a Ben He's Chayv in the Shevim of Mitzvah Bnei Noyach. But he wasn't Jewish. Why, was, why didn't he have a bris? He was Noilad Mahal. Oh, it was Noilad Mahal? Yeah. But he wasn't commanded to have a bris. And the Gemara says that when he ate from the Eitz Hadas, he was Mashach Ba'ar Lasai. He hid, he hid his Mila. Now, Watch this. And this is another topic I want to talk about upcoming. But it's not necessarily about Yishmael. But this opened up my eyes. Because the Gemara says that why is a pig called a pig? Why is a chazir called a chazir? Because it will return to its state of kashras. Why? What do you mean it will return to its state of kashras? It was never kosher to begin with. Now, I like that Gemara very much. You know, I had, um, you know, people, very righteous people, who had valve replacement, and they use from a chazer. What? Yeah. Right? So, so, so Hashem made it that, don't worry, one day it will, it will become kosher. But, says Rabbi Yosef Engel, what do you mean it will, re, it will be chazer to its kashos? It will return. It was never kosher to begin with. But if we know that Esav is compared to a pig, and if you take the Gemara at face value, that Esav was a Jew who became a Mumar, so the pig will return to the original Kashros that Esav was on originally. That's the meaning of the Gemara. But according to that, says Rabbi Yosef, he quotes from the Sifrei Kabbalah of Rabbi Yaakov Kapal. Rabbi Yaakov Kapal is from the Talmidei Arizal. And Rabbi Yaakov Kapal says that if Esav will return to his original status of Kashros, Kal v'choymer, that the, this is like what the Ramban said I, I, last week. Remember what the Ramban said last week? That in the end of days, Yishmael will do tshuva. Rabbi Yaakov Kapal says, if Esav will return to his original Kashros, the Yishmaelim will return to their Kashros like in the beginning, like Esav. So that also indicates that Yishmael started off like a Jew. But now I want to bring to your attention of what I think is a very strong possibility that Yishmael was never Jewish. A Marsha in Yivamis. The Marsha asked an amazing question. Did Avram keep the Torah before it was given? Yeah. Avram He kept everything, even Erev Tavshilan. In Avram's tent, he took a matzah, hard-boiled egg, right? He had a... The, 
what is it called? Football, gefilte fish, you know, the football fish. He had it all going, the whole era of Tafshilim process. Question. So how did Avram marry Hagar? Asked Marsha. So you say, but she was a shivcha. He freed her. And freeing a shivcha, she converts. Says Marsha, that doesn't do the job. Because she's a mitzvah. And a mitzvah you can't marry for three generations. What? Avram kept even future things. He ate matzah. Because Hashem took Kala Yisrael out of Chippazayim. So how could Avram marry a mitzvah? You have to say that it's not true that Avram kept the Torah. Really? He says, he only kept the Torah when he was Jewish. When did he become Jewish? When he got a Mila. But he married Hagar before he got a Mila. And in that case, you don't have to say he freed her. And in that case, he could have married her as a Goya. And in that case, Ishmael is not Jewish. Asked the Marsha, yeah, but once Avraham got a Mila, says the Marsha, he married her Beheter. So even after he got a Mila, he doesn't have to divorce her. He never would have taken her after the Mila. But he married her before the Mila. And if he married her before the Mila, Kivan Shenasa Beheter, Shuv Gersha Gamachar Shanimal, but Avram kept the Torah. It's a Chumrah. But the poor lady married him. So he's going to kick her out because of a Chumrah? You can't do that to her. So he's saying, according to that, after he kicked her out, how could he take her back? So did he divorce her? Keturah. Yeah, but again, she's still a Mitzri. She's, she's still a Mitzri, though. That's the issue, right? She's still a Mitzri. So I would maintain that it's not Pasha, another Chiluk between Esau and Yishmael. And that is Esau's mother was Rivka. So Esau has a Yiddish Mama. So he's Jewish. Yishmael's mother was Hagar. Yeah, but if Avram married Hagar, obviously Avram converted her. Well, not so simple. Because even if he converted her, she's still a Mitzri. So how did he marry her? It must be, says Marsha, before the Mila, he didn't keep the Torah. So then maybe he didn't convert her. If he didn't convert her, then Yishmael is not Jewish. And somehow I think we all feel a lot better if Yishmael is not Jewish. So how did he do Tshuva? So that's what I, I let the cat out of the bag in the beginning. Maybe the opinions in the Gemara that Avram can't save Yishmael, be it obviously that Yishmael didn't do Tshuva, it's because he's not Jewish, he can't do Tshuva. And Taisva says he did Tshuva. Yeah, Taisva says he converted. Now the, uh, Rabbi Yosef Engel discusses a more of a philosophical question. Whether he's Jewish or not, I want, he says, I want to know, did Yishmael start off a good guy or a bad guy? Forget religion. Is he me'ikr, b'toylada, is he toiv or is he ra? I'm not responsible for what I say, right? Um, para Adam, that's what the Torah says. We're going to come to that. So Rabbi Yosef Engel says, there's an interesting medrash. Four people were named before they were born. Yitzchak, right? Yishmael, Yishiyahu, and Shlomai. That's Tzadikim. But Rishayim are rotten from the womb. 
So that sounds like the Yushami saying that Yishmol Bitoywada, he was a good guy. He was really a nice guy, but he turned sour. However, the Pirkei Derbeleza that we learned last week, that he's called Yishmael before he was born, because he's destined to, to oppress us, that sounds like he was rotten to the core. Okay? Now, now let's end off with the following interesting idea. My son told me that his Rebbe said it's from the Gra. I, I couldn't find that this attributed to the Gra, but I, I found others say this. We know there are four categories of matter. Doimem, inanimate. Soimeach, things that grow. Chai, living things. Medaber, speaking things, right? A rock is a doimem. A tsoimeach is something that grows. Plant. A chai is an animal, a living thing. And a medaber, a human being. And the kuzari says there's even a higher level, Yisrael. Yisrael. But the Svarim tell us, in between the various categories of matter, there are like bridges. So in between, inanimate, and plant is something called almoigim. That they're somewhat inanimate and they grow. I don't know what that is. It may be coral, you know. I don't know. Or, or something of the sort. Between plant and living things, you have something called adnehasada. It's like an animal that's attached to the ground, grows from the ground. Between animal and man, you have a kaif. You know what a kaif is? A monkey. And between a living thing and a medaber, I'm sorry, between a living thing and a medaber, between um, I'm sorry, between a chay and medaber, we said a kaif. And what about between a medaber and Yisra? Because we know the Gemara tells us atem kruyim. Adam ve'ein oivdei kechavim kroyim adam. Ve'atein soini, soin marisi, adam atem. There's a, a difference between the Umay Sa'ilam and Yisrael. And there is a tradition that the bridge between Medaber and Klal Yisrael is Yishmael. Yishmael is Pere Adam. They have like a quasi-status. You see, we always, until now, we said, well, what's Yishmael Pere Adam? They're primarily pere, and they're the Adam type. So they were being classified as, so to speak, perhaps less than, less than Adam. No, there's a tradition that they're more than Adam. They're between Adam and Yisrael. They're the category that rivals Yisrael more than any other category. Because they come from Ha'adam Ha'gadam Anachim, they come from Avram Avinu, which might be the source of their of their uh, jealousy. In other words, you can only be jealous if you're close enough. A peasant is not jealous of the king. It's the minister that's jealous of the king. He's almost there. In any event, there's such an idea that the para Adam of Yishmael is the bridge between Medaber and Yisrael, which might mean then that maybe he has he's privileged to certain things. The same way he has Mila, Maybe he has tshuva. But these are some interesting, interesting categorization. Exactly what is the status of Ishmael? 
He's born to Avraham before Avraham's Mila. Was his mother Jewish? It's not clear. Esav, we know what he is. Esav's Yisrael Mumar. But we don't find anywhere Chazal calls Yishmael Yisrael Mumar. But as Rabbi Yosef Engel says, that was Yishmael himself. But Yishmael's wives were all Oivdei Kacham Mazalais. And now, today, whatever, if at any time they were considered Yisrael Mumar, they are far from that today. Okay, in the Zuchus of learning about this subject, Yuban Shalom should protect us from all the Soinim and all the Oivim, and we should be Zoycha to see our Pnei Kol Echav Nafal, Ve'ela Toldois Yitzchak. That when the Yishmaelim fall, we're Zoycha to see the coming of Mashiach ben David, Sheyavim Hervi Amenu Amen. Okay.